Welcome to Civil Discourse. This podcast will use government documents to illuminate the workings of the American government and offer context around the effects of government agencies in your everyday life. And now your hosts, Nia Rogers, public affairs librarian, and Dr. John Augenbaugh, political science professor. Hey, Augie. Hello, Nia. How are you? Well, you know, I'm all right, except that you and I already recorded an episode today. <laughs> and then yes. so we got more news. Well, you had the news before me because you knew this morning before we recorded, which I did not. So for listeners, um, we don't usually tell you when we're recording because sometimes things get out of order. But we're telling you today because we're going to be releasing uh, pretty soon, probably Monday. Um, so today is October 2nd. And Augie found out apparently last night at 11.15 or so, and I found out this morning after we recorded, that President Trump has tested positive, President and Mrs. Trump have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and we thought we would, we would address a couple of things because, of course, uh, people immediately went to the question of succession, which Augie is going to explain to us that we are in no danger of not having a line of succession. Um, should, the, should the president become incapable of serving? And also the president currently, or the White House currently is saying the president has very mild symptoms and a very mild case, which may indeed be true. Um, I know that the president is a germaphobe, so there probably has been a fair bit of hand washing, even if there has not been mask wearing. Um, so we'll just have to see where that goes. But so, Augie, according to the 25th Amendment, Correct. right? The, so the vice president is next. And okay. Vice President Pence has been, has tested negative. Yeah, so. For COVID. The way the 25th Amendment reads, okay, and, and, and again, <laughs> we've recorded a podcast episode about this, okay? Right. Uh, the 25th Amendment arose um, uh, in the uh, 1960s, okay, um, in response to what happened to President John F. Kennedy when uh, President Kennedy was assassinated, right? And initially, the impetus for the amendment was, okay, how do we handle the transition of power from a president who either dies or is incapacitated to the vice president? Because as Nia, as you pointed out in that podcast episode, there is that infamous, if you will, photo of LBJ actually taking the oath of office in a plane. Right. Okay. In a plane. Right. With a judge that they basically snatched off the street and <laughs> stuck in front of him and said, go yeah right? you yeah. have to administer the the oath of office and she's like the oath of what office and they're like the presidency yeah right? like that's okay so you know questions arose how do we go ahead and handle this right so right now what we know what's being reported um and what the white house has clearly said in a press release is that president trump is still functioning as president he has mild symptoms okay um, they've not gone into any more details other than that. But let's just say, for instance, the symptoms get worse and um, he's not able to perform uh, the duties of president. At that point, in the 25th Amendment, 
there has to be a vote of a majority of the cabinet members that um, uh, the president is incapable of discharging the duties of the office and Vice President Pence, okay, should assume, if you will, the interims, you know, he becomes interim president, okay? That's the 25th Amendment. Now, the amendment stops there, <laughs> okay? The amendment stops there. But as we also discussed in that previous podcast episode, um, we had the Presidential Succession Act of 1947, okay? Now, you might be wondering, why did Congress get involved in passing such a law? Well, according to the U.S. Constitution, okay, um, Congress does get to, if you will, determine the succession if the office of president and the office of vice president um, become vacant for whatever reason. Okay, for whatever reason, okay? Um, and in particular, that law was passed when Harry Truman, who had been the vice president, assumed the office of president when Frank, uh, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt died in office. So you, you then had a vacant vice president position, okay? And at that point, okay, Congress went ahead and clarified what would be the succession if both the president and the vice president, okay, were incapacitated, incapacitated, right? Now, you know, Nia, you and I have talked about this. Until this law was passed, okay, in previous laws, the succession was uh, uh, founded on cabinet secretaries, right? You know, so after the president and the vice president, I believe it was the secretary of state, and then they basically worked their way through the cabinet secretary positions. As they were created. So ag yeah. would be next, I think. Like it goes all the way down to yes. Homeland Security is the last one because that's the most recent. Yeah, so I mean, in, pretty, in previous... Uh, 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 statutory iterations, okay? It basically went Secretary of State, Secretary of the Treasury, okay? And as Nia pointed out, you know, Congress basically went ahead and did it in chronological order, right? Okay? But the Presidential Succession Act kind of sort of weirded things up because what they went ahead and did was after the vice president, okay, it would then go to the Speaker of the House. The Speaker of the House of Representatives. And if the Speaker, okay, refuses, okay, get this, the Speaker of the House could refuse to become the next president, okay? There is no circumstance under which that would happen. But okay, let's but, pretend. If you want to go to the pretend land, I'll go with you. If the, if the Speaker of the House, okay, if the position is either vacant or the Speaker doesn't want to do it, then it goes to the uh, uh, President Pro Tem of the United States Senate. And typically the President Pro Tem of the United States Senate is the 
longest serving senator of the majority party. Not okay. necessarily the Senate majority leader. That's correct. So it's not necessarily Mitch McConnell. Right now it would be Chuck Grassley from Iowa. <laughs> president Grassley. Yes. Although there would never not be a President Pelosi, so okay. that would not happen. Yes. I mean, you'd, what you'd have to have would be incapacitation way down the line in order, and, and neither of those people would ever choose not to serve. That's right. But then after the President pro tem, then we start working our way through the cabinet secretary positions. Right. Okay. So basically what the Presidential Succession Act of 1947 did was add two elected officials from the legislative body to the succession list. Okay. That makes sense, actually, because it's elected official, elected official, elected official, elected official, then appointed officials. Yes. Okay. Figure, I assume figuring you, there's no way you're going to get through four elected officials down to a non-elected official. Yes, I mean, unless, unless you follow a plot from a Tom Clancy book. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Unless your conspiracy theorism goes off the chart. Parts, right, okay. So we have this, right? And yes, I could foresee, as do number of legal scholars and constitutional law scholars, any number of legal challenges, but let's face it, okay? We have this well-established law right? We have this constitutional amendment. Um, and, you know, the process, you know, in many ways is clearly laid out. And let's face it, folks, if it gets to the United States Supreme Court right now, as me and I have referenced in previous podcast episodes, John Roberts will be cool hand Luke. He'll be the steady figure on the Supreme Court. And he'll make sure that at the end of the day, somebody is going to be identified <laughs> as the president of the United States. That's right? right. Okay. That's right. It's not, we are not in a, we do not have a dearth of leadership in this particular instance. We may have a dearth of leadership that you individually like, like? but that is not the same thing. That's right. And uh, frankly, my guess is that if someone did have to take over, okay, so heaven forbid that, that President Trump should die because I don't wish that on anybody. I don't think that that, I think if those people out there who are, who are making jokes about that or wishing things like that on Twitter need to stand down. Um, that is totally wrong. That is not an okay thing to wish on another human. If you consider yourself to be a decent human, you should never wish for, for another human to suffer or die in, in something. It, it, for any reason like that, it's just, it, it's, it's inappropriate. Um, but if that were to happen, and, and for some reason, Vice President, Vice President Pence stepped in, I'm not entirely certain, or, you know, let's say he couldn't serve in, and Speaker Pelosi stepped in, I'm not entirely certain that people would do a lot of stuff because they would know that they were not, that they were placeholding. You know what I mean? I don't oh, yeah. think that they would take it as an opportunity to be like, well, I've always wanted to, you know, 
get have a kick up with Cuba now seems like a good time. I mean, like, I don't think that's, <laughs> no, I no. don't think they would do that. I think they would say, okay, what we're going to do is keep this ship upright and, and gently cruising along at a nice slow speed so that nothing happens. So we don't upset the markets. We don't upset other countries. We don't, you know, we don't turn the apple cart over because that's not, yeah, I don't. I think very few people would look on it as seize it as an opportunity to suddenly go wild with their agenda. Yeah, there are so many reliant issues right now. Okay, um, whether we like it or not, whether or not you think the United States is you know exceptional, whether or not you believe the United States okay is a dominant world po world power or should it be? I mean, the reality is this. Okay, the President of the United States is a position that not only do Americans pay attention to, but economic markets pay, pay attention to, as you pointed out, the rest of the world does. I mean, so there's a, you know, a delicate, you know, fragile geopolitical, if you will, environment, okay, that doesn't want the President of the United States, even if they don't like the current President's foreign policy, they don't want the president to die. Right. Okay. Because that brings uncertainty into the environment. Right. And any successor would know that and would want to stand as still as possible. Yes. So basically what we should have is a presidential deer <laughs> yeah. as our successor. Yeah, you just right. stand here with your eyes really wide open and don't do anything. Yeah. So, you know, for those of you who are like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, hey, I hope Trump has to go ahead and turn over power per the 25th Amendment. Okay. So, you know, Pence comes in as vice president. Okay. If you think that Mike Pence, okay, is going to go ahead and initiate, you know, broad policy change in the one month and one day before the next election. Yeah, you're bonkers. <laughs> right. Okay. Mike Pence is going to say to everybody, shh. Yeah. That's what he's going to say. Shh. Maybe nobody will notice and we'll just be quiet until the election. Baby sleeping. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Let's don't, get, don't wake anyone up. Let's get through the night. Right? Yeah. And, and for those of you who are liberals, Democrats, who are like, man, uh, wouldn't it be great if Nancy Pelosi became president? Okay. If you think that Nancy Pelosi is going to come in and say, Oh, yeah, by the way, in the next month, I'm going to roll back all of the Trump executive orders and policy. I'm going to make all college student loan free. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to give a billion dollars to every citizen of the United States. She's not going to do any of that. No. She may want to do all of that. Yes. But she would not do it without being elected to the office because she knows better. She knows that in the long run, that hurts the party that does that. Yes. Both right. parties know that. Both parties know that if they took open advantage of the unfortunate passing of a president to do crazy things, they would be punished in the polls eventually. Yes. They would, right. be, they would be punished at the voter box. Because people would say, you're being a jerk. Like, you're being a jerk. You're trying to take advantage of a situation. Uh, you're being opportunistic. You want the opportunity to go ahead and govern, then win the next presidential election. Right. Right. Um, so there is that. But, you know, listeners, 
Nia and I are also concerned about some of the other stuff that we're actually seeing being reported. One, okay. Oh, can I flail my arms at you and have you tell people something? Yeah, okay. Augie, yes? would you please confirm for me, see how I'm using my controlled voice because it makes me so irritable. Would you please confirm for me that there is no circumstance except congressional change to the Constitution that would change the date of this election? Correct. Okay. It doesn't matter yeah. if other people want to hold the election at some other time, or they say, oh, this is a terrible time for me. Can I get back to you in a month? Nothing, Nothing. is going to change the date no. of this election. No. Okay. The date of the election is firmly established in the Constitution. As Neil pointed out, okay, the United States Congress would have to go ahead and approve a constitutional amendment. Then it would have to go to the states or... The second method of constitutional interpretation is we call a constitutional convention, okay, to go ahead and consider changes to the Constitution. And I can tell you this right now, Nia, neither of those two are going to occur in the next month and one day. It isn't happening, right? There is no provision in the Constitution that says, oh, yeah, this is the date of the election, but if one of the political parties nominees get sick, okay, or there is a pandemic, then we're not going to hold the election. No, there is no fine print in the U.S. Constitution that says that, right. okay? Thank you. So those people, okay. That conspiracy theory needs to die, die, die right now. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, such a, it's such a silly, oh, will this affect the date of the election? No. No, it won't. It will not affect the date of the election, and unless and I am really like this would be catastrophic unless all four candidates pass away in the next thirty-three days. There will be an election of someone. Yes, I've I've even seen this on the internet. Okay, well, what if Trump gets really sick? and dies. Well, we got to go ahead and uh, suspend the election. No, that's why you have, okay, a vice presidential candidate. That is the entire point of a vice president. president yes. The, the entire point of a vice president is to say, good luck with your health, sir, but I'm here in case it goes badly. <laughs> that, that's, that's what you have a vice president for. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, they're more or less decorative. I mean, yeah, I mean, and they're nice decorative. They're lovely people who do warm, fuzzy things like open hospitals and visit the elderly and do all kinds of marvelous things. But and, and, the entire and, and, point of them is if something happens to the president, I'm here, which is why on the morning of 9-11, they had they had President Bush and Vice President Cheney in two very separate places for most of the morning until they figured out what was going on. That's right. Because they didn't want them in the same place. They did not want to take President Bush back to back to DC where Vice President Cheney was because then you might lose Both. the succession. Right. Yes. So you know, hello, like there, I feel certain that right now somebody has bundled Mike Pence up in a very warm blanket <laughs> and tucked him away somewhere and said, I'm going to need you to not talk to anybody for the next two weeks till we make sure the president's okay. 
Right now, okay, some doctor who works for some unit of the military has already told Mike Pence and Mike Pence's uh, uh, wife and Mike Pence's staff, you guys are going to get tested, okay, every single day, if not every single hour for right. roughly the next week, right? Right. And you're going to quarantine that entire time. Yes, right? Now, there is a question, and it is legitimately circulating on the internet, that if you don't believe um, that that coronavirus is as serious as it is, that there is no way to enforce a quarantine upon someone. Like, they can't make Mike Pence quarantine. They can ask him to. Yeah. They can strongly encourage him to. But there isn't th this thing where, like, they'll put you somewhere and make you quarantine, I don't, whoever they are. Um, they cannot do that. There is no law that allows somebody to be forcibly quarantined no i mean in, 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 you in, have to just be willing to do that because you should be willing to do that to protect the country but yeah i mean you and i've discussed this in regards to there are rules at colleges and universities for instance that say if you're a student at x university and you test positive okay you have to be quarantined okay now if you choose not to be quarantined, okay, the university can go ahead and suspend you, okay? But it's not and, like... And but, they can physically ban you from campus, but, but they it, can't do anything else. They can't make you go a specific place. No, okay. They can I, just say, you, we don't care where you go, but you can't stay here if you're not going to isolate. Like yeah. that, it, it's, it's, okay. like the, it's like when bars close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, right? Like they're they're saying you don't have to stay on campus, but you can't be on campus unless yeah. you follow our rules. Yeah, yeah. You but there well, isn't anything like that for the vice president. No, but if I had to venture a guess right now, okay, a whole bunch of folks, okay, in the White House staff, okay, are going through quarantine protocols. Right. right. And uh, in the Republican Party, like they're they're calling him and saying, please, sir, please yes. isolate yourself. Please help us protect both you and Mrs. Pence. Yes. OK. And and, you know, but, you know, I, I'm with you. I'm just like, you know, hey, guys, we got to dial this down. Right. Yeah. I don't care what you guys think about Trump, whether you love him, whether you hate him. OK you just got to dial back some of this stuff. Okay. Um, and I know the, the Trump presidency has been unusual on so many levels. Heck, we have spent podcast episodes discussing, okay, the unusual features. Okay. <laughs> and I'm being diplomatic, I know. But again, the name of the disc, you know, the name of the podcast is Civil Discourse, right? Right. I get all that. But guys, okay, there have been countless other Americans who have contracted COVID-19, okay? We know what has been advised to the president. We know what has been advised to the vice president. We know what's been recommended to the White House staff and everybody else who has come in contact with the president, 
right? The good thing with the president is they can usually contact Trace. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because you had to be vetted by the Secret Service so that you didn't bring a gun in there and shoot the president. So they know who everybody is that he's had contact with. I mean, I'm just saying that's a good thing, right? It's well, I mean, hey, in some ways living that super public life. Part of part of the reason that the president was likely to contract COVID relative to other people is because of the publicness of his life right the fact that he is out with the press he's out with people he's in the middle of a campaign so those things would bring you into contact with other people and i think that um and there's conspiracy theories about who he contracted it from there's no conspiracy folks it's hope hicks hope hicks was became ill she happened to be riding on the plane with the president she happens to be an advisor she was sitting very close to him she certainly did not intend to make him sick but it's just one of those things it's not a mystery it's not a conspiracy nobody snuck into the white house and injected him with covid like i've seen that i'm like okay people this isn't a a spy novel this is not le carre this is this is trump Right. This is not, I mean, it's pretty simple. He doesn't wear masks. He yes. doesn't, he's, he is a risk taker for a variety of reasons. Yes. Um, and always has been. Yes. And so it, yes. you know. Um, Everything that you just went ahead and mentioned from the nature of the position of president to the nature of how the current president views his job to the fact that Trump, okay, is not a mask wearer. Okay. Um, And yes, okay, like many parents, okay, I've had to go ahead and explain to my eight-year-old, yes, the President of the United States is not following COVID-19 protocols, right? Because, you know, she's seen him on TV. Why Why isn't he wearing a mask? mask? I got to wear a mask, right? (laughs) Okay. And I'm like, you are correct. Right. He's setting a bad example, but we're not going to do what he does. We're going to do... Yeah, we're going to do differently. Right. Um, and, and, but again, guys, um, you know, you got to dial back the conspiracy theories here. Right. right? I mean, and the, and the rhetoric, just dial the, it back. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and, and, and again, no matter, you know, wh- you know, whether you like him, whether you dislike him, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, whatever the case may be. Okay. We're talking about the person who runs the national government. Okay. Um, he has COVID-19, and right now, he doesn't uh, seem to be severely impacted, but he could be. We don't know, okay? Um, that's the nature of COVID-19. Right. Okay. Some people come through fine, and some people suffer tremendously and end up in the ICU and have, and some people die. Yes. Um, the likelihood is the president will not die. He has incredibly good medical care. Yes. Um, it was caught extremely early. Like he, he knew right away and his yes. medical staff knew right away. Um, so th- there's a lot to point to the fact that the president will likely be fine. I, I am most um, fascinated by the question of how they're going to do the next, the next debate. Yeah. Yeah. Because are they going to do it on Zoom? Because, boy, that'll be interesting. And then if they do, can we show them how to use filters to put, like, bunny ears on themselves and little hats? And, you know, that'd be great. Um, but 
I guess in some ways the nice thing about Zoom is you could cut somebody's mic if you needed to. Well, I was going to go ahead and mention, think about all the protocols that college professors and K through 12 teachers have had to learn and share with their students about Zoom class sessions, okay? Or in the case of you and I as employees of a state agency, all the protocols we're supposed to follow on Zoom meetings, right? Right. You imagine that conversation with Joe Biden and Donald Trump? <laughs> Can you imagine explaining Zoom bombing and how we have to prevent this at all costs? Because you know that there are people who, if they thought it was on Zoom, their only life goal would be to to bomb it in some oh, way. Oh, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I I would be sorely tempted, but I would not do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but also... You're talking about the can, debates? You're talking we, about campaigning can we mention to a, a another conspiracy thing and i and we need to debunk which is the president was not trying to make joe biden sick on uh, at the debate no when he was not wearing a mask and he was fussing he was just not wearing a mask and fussing he was just being donald trump he was not attempting to in any way harm Joe, well, I don't know about that, but he wasn't trying to harm him physically. He wasn't yeah. trying to make Joe Biden sick. I mean, this is Donald Trump, the entertainer, right? right? I mean, we've already seen this. Trump thought that the Tuesday night debate was actually success because the ratings were so good. Right. right? I mean. And he thought he owned it because he talked more. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, that is to be seen in the polls in the next week or so when all that comes out. We'll see how people reacted. I think most people thought it was kind of a dumpster fire. But but what I'm saying is that yes. yesterday when I he agree. went to see yeah. people in his pu- on his public, like he, if you look at the president's public calendar, yesterday he met with a fundraising group. Um, he did not intend to make any of those people sick. No. That, whatever else you may you may ascribe to Donald Trump as far as his motives. He is not, I, I do not believe that he is maliciously attempting to spread COVID. And no. that, that conspiracy rumor needs to die too. Yeah. I mean, because again, you know, I just, if he was going to try to kill you, he'd find some other way to do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that wouldn't be satisfyingly dramatic enough for him. I don't think, you no. know what I mean? Like that yeah, just I doesn't mean, seem yeah, and and, 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 and and as I reminded my students over the years, presidents have so many ways to go ahead and kill other people, okay? They don't necessarily need to go ahead and have anything be that public, right? Right. Okay. You know, and really, what kind of dummy would you be to give yourself COVID first and then try <laughs> to give it to other people? Like, he's not, he, he just wouldn't do that. So, so like when I read that on one, because what, what happens is that I, because I am this person, I go out and look and see what conspiracy, conspiratorial things people are saying. And, and the reverse, by the way, is also true. Biden did not give it to Trump. That no. He wasn't attempting to kill the president either. I suspect that if Joe Biden wanted to kill you, he would find a different way to do it. So yeah, it just isn't. It, none of those things are true. What yeah. happens is that people make mistakes and they, and this, 
and, and by the way, th this should be a good lesson, folks, right? And the lesson is this, okay? Whether you wanna wear a mask or you don't wanna wear a mask, whether you're the president of the United States, okay, or a person who's working the night shift at a grocery store stocking shelves, COVID-19 doesn't care who you are. Right. Okay, it doesn't, right? Race, nationality, gender, sexual orientation, it position in the company, none of it matters. Matters, right? It is an infectious disease, right? Yeah, it's not personal. No. Okay? It's trying to kill everybody if it can. And we are told to do certain things to reduce the risk. But as we've already seen with some people who've contracted COVID-19, they did everything the right way and they still got it. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. There seems to be some terrible thing that happens in in the media world where they say, well, this governor who never wore masks got it. Yeah, but lots of governors who do wear masks, like our governor, Northam, was yes. actually very faithful about wearing them. He's a doctor for crying out loud, and he's got it. So, like, it will come for you. You can do things that make it worse. So, Augie and I are not suggesting that you don't wear a mask. We're not suggesting we no. want you to wear a mask and we want you to wash your hands and we want you to socially distance because you can help your chances a lot if you, if you try to limit your exposures. But yes. the reality is you can't always do that. You can't always limit your exposures. Yeah. And you may get sick and it's not... A conspiracy it's an illness yes okay um and you know at least for me okay and i don't know about you nia but for me okay um i would hope that we learn from this right we learn from this okay yes. um you know it's kind of sort of like when i tell a student who goes ahead and says something that is wrong as an answer to one of my questions during class Okay, and they start beating themselves up. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is learning. Right. Right. Okay. You attempted to answer a question, right? And in that attempt gives us an opportunity to come together and find out what is the correct answer, right? Here's a learning opportunity, right? If we needed any further proof that COVID-19 doesn't care who you are, okay? that this is an insidious, okay, if you will, ailment, illness, okay? You can be the prime minister of Great Britain or the president of the United States and it doesn't care. COVID-19 right. doesn't care, right? So, And what you should hope for Donald Trump is that he does not experience the level of illness yes. that Boris Johnson did. Yes. Because... You should hope that for every person who contracts COVID. Yes. No one deserves it and no one deserves to get sick, really, really sick. That's, that nonsense needs to stop. Yes. It needs to stop with people dancing on other people's supposed graves with the, oh, I hope you get really sick. What kind of person are you if you hope that about someone? Yeah. You need to stop and look in the mirror and think about that. Yeah. Um, I know that most people who listen to this podcast aren't those people. But if you know somebody who, who's, who is a person like that, tell them Nia thinks poorly of them. So does Augie. 
Okay. Oh, that's good. Tell them we're united in thinking that they're big old pookie heads and they need to stop. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, because and, 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 and I've already begun to chastise some of my friends, okay, who are relishing the fact that the president they don't like, okay, contracted COVID-19. I'm like, no, guys. Okay. Nia, this reminds me of what I say to my daughter all the time when we play sports. And she does something well, and she wants to gloat. She wants to rub it in the face of the uh, opponents. And I tell her all the time, we don't do that, okay? If anything, you should be thanking them that they gave you a game, okay? We don't do that for two reasons. One, because gloating is rude, right? It's just inherently rude. But also you won't always be the winner and that yeah and that's my next point i'm like mackenzie how do you feel when you don't win when somebody who you're playing against beats you okay you feel bad already right do you want them to go ahead and make you feel even worse because if that's the case okay um we're not talking about good people okay we're talking about mean people we're talking about people who are relishing in somebody else's okay, um, uh, misfortune. And that's never right, okay? And again, I get it if you don't like Trump's policies. I get it if you don't like his rhetoric. I get it if you don't like how he's conducted himself as president. And those are all legitimate criticisms, okay? But if you're relishing the fact, okay, that Donald Trump has COVID-19, okay, and might suffer a lot, okay, well, how can you say that you're any better than Donald Trump? Right. How can you? Right. Okay. It's, it's not cool. It is not acceptable to be that guy. It, no. just, it just isn't. Donald Trump's a human. Melania Trump is a human. And you, and by denying their humanity, you, die, you deny your own. Um, yes. Okay. So, so our message to you is just one, everything's going to be fine because we have plenty of people in the line of succession. Yes. So we're not going to be leaders, leaderless. If nothing else, it'll be me and Augie in the White House. <laughs> Which if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what would. But also, you know, keep, keep them in your thoughts because they're people and we want them to we want all people who contract covid to have a light case and be able to get back to themselves quickly yes um because that's the only thing you should hope for when anyone gets it um and we also encourage you again to wash your hands and wear your mask and practice good social distancing uh, protocols yes yes okay <laughs> thanks augie thank you Nia. You've been listening to Civil Discourse, brought to you by VCU Libraries. Opinions expressed are solely the speaker's own and do not reflect the views or opinions of VCU or VCU Libraries. Special thanks to the Workshop for Technical Assistance. Music by Isaac Hobson. Find more information at guides.library.vcu.edu slash discourse. As always, no documents were harmed in the making of this podcast.